TopplessRobot.com presents... Dude, Luke, the printer's still busted, man. What the fuck? everybody welcome to episode 88 of the topless robot podcast my name is ryan i'm surprised no i'm tyler <laughs> hi i am brooks dan and joining us this week is rob aka chicken aka chx42 uh just pick a name there's there's lots of them uh <laughs> good friend of mine uh, from a long long time ago when he was in a band called she likes todd went on to uh uh join a, and uh, found a band with uh the infamous mr uh, dan precision from 88 fingers louis called set fire to reason and uh, is now speed running games and holds the world record uh in several categories for the original metroid in nes and uh speed runs uh, smash tv as well so welcome to yeah. the the podcast, uh, Chicken Rob, CHX. We got <laughs> fun and games. Cool man, uh, whatever one you want to call me. How's it going, everybody? <laughs> so how you been, man? It's been a long like, fucking time. Been good. Just you know, hanging out in my house like everybody else right now at these weird times. Not working, playing video games like every day. So nice. Not bad. <laughs> Could be worse. Where there are oh, yeah. worse ways to uh, uh, spend a uh, uh, quarantine. Oh, for sure. Like like going to restaurants. Yeah, without by, wearing by a mask? protesting it. That that's the worst way. American, <laughs> <laughs> um, I can get infected with a disease if I wanna. It's the free country. So uh, I know that you were like. You know, back uh, probably, I, I remember learning of your love for uh, gaming and NES and stuff like that when uh, I stayed at your place once when I came, dr- I drove down to Chicago to see uh, Dr. Manhattan, if I remember right, and I crashed at your place. And I had had no idea that you were like super into, like you were a collector and you were super into, you know, this, you know, NES games and, and shit like that. Um so were you into speed running then, or is this a more recent kind of thing that you've started doing? Um, it's actually kind of a cool story. Um, a couple of years ago I was uh, working and I broke my collarbone. So I was like out of work for five months. I got like a plate and 12 screws put in Ooh, and, wow, brutal. and it, it was, it was brutal. And, uh, I couldn't do your anything. Definition of a, your definition of a cool story and my definition are very different. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. I, I don't know. Painful. Sure. It's a story. So, uh, <laughs> so like, you know, uh, I couldn't do anything. I was just sitting at home and uh, I started watching like uh, world record videos on the internet and I stumbled onto like uh, speedrun.com where you could start like, you know, surfing through and finding them all. So I started watching all those and I was like, wow, this is crazy. I'm pretty good at Mario. I can probably put up a time somewhere in the middle. Started playing that for a while, and uh, then uh, there's this guy, Summoning Salt. He makes world pro- world record progression videos of all of the different games, that um, all the different retro games. And he goes through like the history of how the world records have developed and how they've like progressed over years and whatnot. So uh, about two years ago, he did one on Metroid, and I was watching that, and I was just like, this game is awesome. I'm going to do this game. And then I ended up just playing it for, like I don't know, like a year and a half straight. So... God damn. Oof. So how how did you uh, run, though, like the sheer amount of time you got to invest in a single game is crazy. Yeah, no kidding. I just yeah. want to point out that you were literally the opposite of Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I Ryan's play a game like, for about I, 5 minutes. That's my that's that's what I call a speed run. I I buy a new game, I play it for 5 minutes, go, "Uh, okay, I'm done with that." Yeah, and move on Ryan's to the next one. Speed run is how quick can he get tired of a game? <laughs> we, we don't ask Ryan what games has he played. We ask Ryan how many games he's played more than an hour of. Um, and to be fair, it's it's not, uh, you know, like before I get bored. It's uh, how long before another game distracts me. 
So, so yeah, I got like I got like the opposite. Like I got like OCD out the wazoo. So like once I start seeing that I can like actually do something in a game, I just kind of have to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to get that with uh, select titles. Um, like I recently, uh, start restarted Celeste and, uh, with the intent of hundred percenting Celeste. Um, and, uh, so there are some games like that where I'm just so enamored with them that, that I could play it for fucking ever and need to get every last little bit. Yeah. I mean, when you start getting into like trying to get to world record times and games and stuff like that, if there's a lot of people playing in competition, usually the person with that record is like very focused on that one game or a very few select games. They get their hooks on them on one game. Yeah. It's rare that you find someone that's just like across the board, destroying everything. So have you decided that Metroid is going to be your one or are there other games where you're like, ah, maybe I could move on to this or that or whatever. Um, I mean, I got like a short list of games I'm looking at. Like I, I'm two seconds away from doing sub five in Mario brothers. So Jesus, that's um, the next goal. Uh, I do Marble Madness. I'm like, what, like 13th place in the world in that one. Oh um, shit! Which that game, I couldn't even beat that when I was a kid. So it was just like <laughs> amazing to, to even like beat the game, and then just you just get like I said, obsessed with it and keep going. Um, but then like you know, I just basically have like a bunch of like more popular retro titles, like you know Mario Brothers games, Zelda, Mega Man games. I'm going to go through and see what like gets their hooks in me. Right on. Uh, you are now like the uh, second person I know in the Chicagoland area uh, who has a world record uh, in uh, a uh, video game, uh, in speedrunning a video game. Or, which, no, which? yours is speedrunning. Hers is score, I think. Uh, my friend Caitlin has uh, or has or had a uh, world record uh, for Splatterhouse Arcade. Which, which, oh. says, a, which says a lot for uh, Chicago. Why, yeah, why right. are all these people trying to escape the reality <laughs> in, in Chicago? It, it must be bad enough for them to try to escape reality in a splatterhouse. Jeez. <laughs> They're like, man, this sucks. Splatterhouse seems like a better reality. <laughs> I, I, I kind of want them to remake that uh, in, in, into something more insane. <laughs> just w- fully realistic oh, 2.5D uh, uh, detail. Oh, yeah. That would be pretty yeah, amazing. I, I, I want to hit things with, with the plank with the nail in it and just watch them explode like right in front of my eyes, you know. They can call it the Chicago edition. <laughs> <laughs> so, um yeah, I know that you said that you have gone to uh AGDQ in the past. Um are, do you uh do runs or, or have any plans to do runs at uh, any GDQ? Obviously not uh, soon, but. Well, they, um, they have submissions opened right now. Actually, I think their submissions are closed, but they uh planning one in August. I don't know if it's going to actually happen. You know, they, it was supposed to happen in June. They pushed it back. We'll see if they push it back again. Um, so I've submitted for that and I submitted for a few other marathons. I did a few Corona relief marathons over the last month. I did one for uh, GDQ actually. Oh, nice. And, uh, Hell yeah. yeah, which was really cool. They raised like $400,000 in 60 hours. Hell yeah. So that was cool. And then I did like, um, Calathon did one. Um, there's a Midwest, uh, speed fest. They do a couple of events a year. So I mean, I just kind of like have been like, since I have time now, looking into more events and then uh i'm in the middle of a smash tv tournament right now a super smash tv tournament oh awesome which if you like that game like the super smash tv races are some of the most fun races to watch because the rng in that game is insane so you'll get like 10 top level runners and you'll have no idea who's gonna win because rng is a huge factor Mm. I remember getting the Midway Arcade game bundle on a PS2 and it had Smash TV on it and I just played it non-stop forever when I was a kid. I was like, <laughs> one of my favorite. It was like, obviously not my number one game, but like, God, that game's amazing. And when Ryan posted that in our group chat for like getting this thing started, like, I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, I even thought about Smash TV in like a decade at least. <laughs> it's like one of those games, like 
a lot of people don't know it at all, but then the people that like liked that game love that game because I mean, it's a great game. The concept it's, is really it's weird, it's simple, but it's it's fun to just shoot things constantly. Yeah, I remember <laughs> enjoying it when I was a kid, but I haven't really like actively thought about it in a long time. Yeah, it's um, it's really funny. I was actually at AGDQ and I was hanging out with a bunch of people. They have like a practice room and a game room where you can just hang out. They have CRTs everywhere. You can like bring whatever consoles, rent consoles, play games. It's awesome. Nice. So we're hanging out there. We're just playing games and we're looking through random games. And uh, Smash TV NES was on my, uh, I have like a power pack, if you know what those mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're playing that. And uh, I got really interested in this game because the controls on NES are super weird. Like you play the game, you play one player, two controllers is the ideal way to play. And you <laughs> And you turn both controllers 90 degrees clockwise, and then you hold them like Wii controllers and use just the D-pads. Huh. Ugh. Oh, wait, wow. Wait, wait, wait. Nintendo with a weird control uh, scheme? <laughs> I, my mind is blown. My mind is in well, mode. I, mean, I, I it, would never have expected. It just goes back exactly. so far, though. This is on the NES. I mean, we didn't realize how uh, uh, they were changing the game back then, even. So, yeah, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> that that was like because like if you play the game with one controller the co- like the arcade had two joysticks so you could do like 360 walking 360 shooting at the same time with an NES you only have two buttons to control firing so you can't do 360 shooting so their workaround was to use two D pads interesting and they made them turn sideways so you could like you could hold them and it play the game huh. so now I was like playing this and I'm like so somebody could play like four controllers at once on this game if they wanted to and do like one player, four controllers and play two people. And over like two months, I figured out how to do that. (laughs) (laughs) So now I have uh, the world record in the NES smash TV and uh, one player, four controllers is the fastest time. It's faster than the one player and it's faster than the two player. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) So wait, so you hold a world record for, Playing a game with all of your limbs. <laughs> and, and I mean, wow. like, I hold, like, that record, like, by myself, but it's also the record for the game. Just period. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, Jesus. But, I mean, actually, here, I have the thing I made. I had to make a controller for this. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Watch the card. Watch the card. <laughs> this is about to be wild. <laughs> I'm expecting like stirrups. <laughs> I'm expecting like special shoes. <laughs> this is what it is. It's two NES advantages, and they turned them sideways and mounted them to this board, and then put a footrest over it like that. So you can play both of these with your feet like joysticks. Oh my god. Oh and now, wow. This is like one character, this is another character, my feet will walk them, and then my hands would like shoot the opposite characters. Oh my I god. Thought, I thought you were joking about using all limbs. Holy shit, you're actually using all four of your limbs. That's incredible. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's, there's oh, like wow. video online. Of it. Track drifting. It's, um, <laughs> it's kind of crazy, man. Like when I started, like I, you know, just kind of like was like, oh, maybe I can do this and get through it. And it was like you just like put one dude in the corner and like, you don't really do very much shit. But by the end of this, I'm like literally like walking both the characters now. And I've like come up with strategies for how to like control your brain to like figure out what you're doing and stuff. It's, it's, it's stupid. I spent like two months on it. So you remember how I was talking like earlier before we went live about the whole, like not being able to sing and play bass at the same time. And you can, (laughs) you're like, Oh yeah, no, it's just because they're usually not writing the, the harmony as well. And, and it's just, it's some creative writing in in between the two. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I also taught myself how to, uh, control the movement of two separate characters with my feet while I shoot with my hands. Yeah, what? Okay. using yeah. a custom controller that I built myself. <laughs> I, might, I might have some skills. Okay, I don't know. What, what, what's, what's the meme response to what he said in that pre-show? A doubt. <laughs> yeah. Also, Ryan, you have to remember that speedrunners are usually like certifiably insane. <laughs> the yeah. amount of dedication well, that goes in is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I, I uh, don't think I'm I'm insulting anyone by by saying yes. Uh, uh, chicken is certifiably insane. Absolutely. Yeah, I pretty much say that um, a lot when I stream. So. <laughs> Wouldn't it but, but, kind of been more funny if he was like, "Hold on, that actually is really insulting." Like, how dare you say that to me? My aunt is insane. <laughs> so, uh, um, Ryan knows, Ryan knows. Yeah, back in, like, so I think we first met in 2007, and actually, uh, She Likes Todd, the band that uh, you uh, had at the time, uh, was the first band that I had ever had uh, crash at my place. Uh, because you had played the clinic the night before, which was down the street from my apartment. And, mm-hmm. um, the, it ended up starting a trend of basically anytime any band, you know, any friend's band or whatever is through town or any band needs a place to crash. Like f- since then, basically I have put up bands nonstop, um, because we have yeah. made great friendships through it all. And, you know, uh, met you and, and, uh, all the other guys and she likes Todd and, uh, and so many awesome, awesome people through it. So, I mean, I guess, uh, PSA to everyone, uh, touring bands often don't have a place to crash. Let them sleep on your floor. It's a life changing experience and it's a lot of fun and make them breakfast. Learning (laughs) and growing. Yeah. Cool, man. Like, uh, I think the gusto set that up for us and, uh, Andy just couldn't like put us up or something. He's like, I'll set you up the show, but I can't really like help you out. And uh, we ended up just like hanging out and like, you know, like, oh, you're a cool dude. You're a cool dude. Let's fucking chill. Hell <laughs> okay. yeah. That's all it took. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, I, have to, I have to ask really quick. How, how did the band name She Likes Todd come about? <laughs> I think basically we just like we're like throwing around a bunch of names someone like that uh that acronym i mean we were like in high school and like this was like we were like 15 years old you know and uh i think that somebody just like said that was like as a name that was our drummer our drummer's like i like that name and then like it just was the one that stuck and we never changed it so no no one actually liked todd no one likes todd (laughs) (laughs) everyone likes todd that's great he was actually over earlier today so um I think uh, one of my favorite memories is uh, you guys played at the clinic and then there was like a late show that was some psychedelic band or something and you guys hadn't gotten paid yet. So you had to hang out. And so we're all just like hanging out in your van and uh, everyone kind of decides that they're hungry and we drive down the street to the Burger King and Kyle, like the jackass that he is. Uh, gets out of the van and starts just fucking around while we're in the drive-through, and uh, we go to pull around, and I can't remember who was driving, but whoever it was, fucking brake checked, and Kyle slammed into the back of the van, just full on slammed into the back of the oh, van, yeah. and like legit injured himself, if I remember right. Jesus, hey Todd. Todd was an asshole like that. <laughs> but That's it was damn so funny. It was so, so funny. But uh, oh, yeah, those were, those were good times. The clinic I just is... remember trying to do uh, backflips in your living room. Oh, yeah. Not, I made not, a video of that. at all. I made a video of that to set to against all authorities all fall down. Uh, on that giant beanbag uh, uh, chair that I had uh, doing flips into that. Yeah, like Vince would go and he looked like he almost get it, then I'd go and I, no, no. <laughs> Not even close. No. <laughs> it's okay, I can't do a backflip either. That, I would never even bother trying because uh, my injury history would tell me that I'd probably die, to be honest. Well, I hey, mean... Tyler. What you do when you have a giant beanbag chair is you are assured the safety of your landing, and so you can take greater risks. Ryan, you know me. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't matter. (laughs) Sounds good in theory. Do do a flip, Tyler. Just just do a flip. (laughs) Do a flip. Everyone knows me. (laughs) I'll find a way. There may not be a way to hurt myself. (laughs) Just flip the fuck out. Life uh, finds a way. <laughs> yeah. So, 
So uh, some things happened this week. Um, I I want to start with uh, the uh, Triple Graphic 16 Mini uh, finally came out. I pre-ordered that back in September, and it finally uh, uh, basically because of the you know coronavirus and and everything like that, it was delayed. I was supposed to get it in January, but I got an email that it was delayed until next January, uh, which sucked. And uh, then I just got an email like last week, like, hey, we're going to ship this to you. So I got very excited. And so that's what I've been doing uh, since yesterday. It arrived yesterday. And holy shit, like, so the TurboGrafx-16 is definitely the system that I have the least experience with growing up. One friend of mine growing up had a TurboGrafx-16, and it was a neat little system, uh, but, you know, that was pretty much it. I think I played it that one time that I had a sleepover at his house, but that was it. And uh, never really thought about it a ton. And But I've been playing this thing. This is my favorite of the mini consoles. Like, there's so really? much. It's got the uh, TurboGrafx-16 games, which are, I mean, the U.S. release so, TurboGrafx-16 games are kind of generic. Um, yeah, like Bonk. I mean, Bonk is fun. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily yeah. call it a, a generic. Like, the closest analog would be, what, Joe and Mac? Uh, oh, um, I'm thinking um, Adv- uh, Adventure Island? The, the one with the skateboarding caveman guy adventure island yeah adventure island yeah um, i think that, that that's that's more on the generic spectrum yeah bonk was more like you know set up to be a console <laughs> mascot kind of thing and mm-hmm. uh so those are this is know, our mario yeah pretty much is he's a caveman, <laughs> he's a caveman. who like gets super angry when he eats meat and uh, like and then his attack is headbutting everything including when you jump and you hit attack you dive bomb with your head um he looks like a feral charlie brown yes and the game is just so (laughs) fucking bizarre there's no way it was ever going to be like the new thing yeah i don't know i mean when you talk conceptually about mario brothers that's kind of bizarre like especially at the time it's just like this this is a different kind of bizarre. <laughs> it, it is not the same kind of bizarre as Mario. Well, it's more like it's more like Awesome Possum kicks Doctor Machino's butt. <laughs> I mean, Mario is really not that weird if you really think about it. The weirdest part is that he's a plumber. If you take the plumber part out of the equation, it's not that weird. <laughs> I guess. Dude um, goes to a kingdom to save a princess from a bad guy and jumps on things to kill them. That's I mean, <laughs> what do they what do they have going on before that though? Like you like have a tank or like a spaceship or you hit a right. ball with a paddle or something. You and know, here like, you're just some dude <laughs> going through pipes, jumping on creatures' heads. Yeah, so it is kind of bizarre. Like considering, I, I feel like <laughs> there was uh, a long run of trying to recreate things that people were familiar with. Like concepts that people were familiar with, right? Like, so like Pitfall, okay, we're going to make Indiana Jones the game. Um, F1 racing, you know, those kinds of things. Like things that are analogous to something that people are familiar with. That uh, like either representation of sci-fi, sure. But here you've got a plumber who is in a magical land trying to save a princess. From a turtle. From a, yeah, from a turtle. (laughs) and he he crushes the spines of all who oppose him with his steel-toed boots. <laughs> we, should we should definitely have a series about like <laughs> just poorly describing a game. <laughs> so, um, so like, you know, hold right, hold right. <laughs> <laughs> On uh, TurboGrafx-16, it's got two sides. Uh, TurboGrafx-16 releases, which are the U.S. released games, and then PC Engine, which is what it was called in Japan, uh, which has, uh, and it uh, it was called a variation of that in basically every other market. Um, And the PC Engine games... They called it... Hold on a second. They called it PC Engine in Japan? Yeah. That was Mm -hmm. the name of the... Why? I don't know. I'm sure that there's some explanation out there for it, but I don't know off the top of my head. But why call it TurboGrafx in US? Well, at least there's at least there's a like some kind of marketing aspect to that. Turbo graphics, like crossover in their creative department. Yeah, right. PC 
PC <laughs> engine. They're just like, hey, there's a, you know. Well, I mean, they were, <laughs> they, were, they were owned by uh, or developed by NEC, right? Yeah, NEC and Hudson. Yeah, and and I know that I know that that NEC mostly does like you know PC parts and shit like yeah. that, right? Yeah, so maybe them calling it the, the PC engine was just everyone knows our brand because we sell parts. Uh, yeah, right. Look at this whole box of parts we made. <laughs> yeah, some of the generic no, we titles. Parts together. <laughs> let me. Let me. Uh, I'm going to go through the TurboGrafx 16 side of uh, game titles here, and you guys tell me what this game is right. Alien Crush. You crush oh, aliens. aliens. Oh wait, no, 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 no. Damn it! You beat me to it's it. It's a pinball game. Oh. Uh, okay. Uh, blazing lasers. The shmup. Yeah. Dungeon Blazer. Explorer. Like all these, all these covers are the most generic fucking things ever. <laughs> a, a, a roguelite dungeon crawler. I don't even think it's a roguelite. It like it's it's just a dungeon crawler. Um, mm. Moto Rotor. Uh, uh motorcycles in a pinball game. It's actually their, uh, if I remember right, that is their, oh no, yeah, I have not played Motor Rotor yet, so I think you're right. Uh, Power Golf, the only thing with an actual picture of a golfer on the front, like, the entire cover is just a golfer uh, hitting out of the sand, like an actual picture of some golfer, and it's just called Power Golf. I hope that they would... I'd hope that that's the only game with an actual golfer on the front and be really confusing if any of these other games had an actual Unless golfer. Unless they're also golf games. <laughs> yeah, but you should tell the names of that. We haven't even determined if this is a golf game yet. <laughs> <laughs> it is, It is in fact, a golf game. And then, of course, there's our type. A, it's uh, actually a trivia game. Victory Run. Uh, a track, it's a knockoff of track and field. It's a good guess. Uh, no, it is their. Um, oh fuck! What's the the? Is it a platform in there? What's that super synthy uh, car uh, driving racing? Oh, outrun! Outrun! Yeah, it's it's an outrun clone. Oh okay. Chu uh, yeah. Man Fu. Uh, it's a <laughs> it's a side scrolling non beat em up. <laughs> No, it is a puzzle game where you play a girl in a maze uh, with multicolored balls and porcupines or hedgehogs. And you have to push the uh, corresponding color ball onto the corresponding switch uh, in order to complete the stage. If you push the ball against the barriers enough and the balls bounce a lot. So when you push it, like you can either kind of push it along or give it a good push. If you give it a good push, it'll bounce right back into you and knock you around. Um, and you can push it into the walls to a, a few times to break the walls. Um, but it is actually quite difficult. I'm having a really hard time figuring out why this console failed. <laughs> well, now keep in mind, these are the American titles. Hi, again. <laughs> JJ and Jeff. Um, JJ Abrams and some dude named Jeff decided <laughs> to game. JJ Abrams and uh, uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff uh, <laughs> came together to do one of those like C, uh, CC Music Factory uh, um, interactive Sega CD games. One of those games. Don Zito games? Yeah. <laughs> the video well, game that they loosely it. based got him to the Greek off of. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, apparently it is uh, you uh, control two detectives and nothing makes sense you lose health by kicking um, it's I, I fired it up once and it is not good a game it is a game uh, military I hope, I hope madness um, it's going to be a, a top down uh, like tank game yeah, something like that. I, I haven't uh, actually fired that up yet. And then there's Newtopia. Newtopia is at least like known. Is it? 
I thought so. It's an RPG. <laughs> Is that like like a SimCity clone or? No, it's an RPG. Oh. Uh, Ninja oh. Spirit. Ninja oh, I do know. Rip off. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't opened that one either. <laughs> Jesus, you're not qualified to ask these questions. I've been Ryan. spending this all the, the time. <laughs> I've been spending all the time, and but like the point is that these are all pretty generic titles, like, uh, and that Space Harrier's on here. Uh, he's, this one help. He's like, guys, guys, try to guess these titles for me because I don't know what these fucking games are. <laughs> New Adventure Island and New Adventure Island. The cover is only a gradient backdrop with 3D text in the center, and that's it. There's no graphic. It's just a blue gradient backdrop and 3D text. So uh, why is this radical. your favorite mini console? This all sounds really bad. Because once you go to <laughs> the PC engine. Once you go to the PC Engine side, you've got um, uh, Castlevania Rondo of Blood. You've got uh, Gradius 1, 2, and uh, Salamander, which is technically yeah. a Gradius game. Um, you've got just so many, like, all these games are badass. All the games on the on the PC Engine side are really, really good. You've got a uh, the arcade version of uh, uh, Ghouls and Ghosts. Um, you've got, uh, uh, and Splatterhouse is on here. Uh, Salamander is, you can actually, uh, a hidden feature on this. If you hold select, when you start up Salamander, you get the arcade ROM instead of the console ROM. Um, oh. there's, uh, a 16 bit Ninja Gaiden, um, Snatchers on here, but it's in Japanese. Hmm. Um, play like especially when you think about the time that these games came out like this is a contemporary of both the nes and the super nintendo and uh the then they they added a disc system and and stuff like that Uh, i believe that their disc system actually i know their disc system predated sega cd and so some of these have full well-voiced you know dialogue uh, and killer soundtracks, like really good soundtracks. Uh, I'm pr- actually probably after the podcast, I'm going to stream some gameplay in in some of these games. Lords of Thunder has like a legitimately kick ass soundtrack, and it's yeah, Lords a of lot Thunder of fun. Fucking rules. <laughs> but yeah, uh, and it, just in general, like the interface is mostly similar to uh, the other mini, you know, consoles, but like. When you select a game, it actually shows the little card going in. Or if it's a CD uh, game, it actually shows and plays the sound of the CD spinning up uh, before you know going into the game. And it's it's little details and uh, oh, that's yeah, cute. it's very it's very, very cool. cool, very very good. And you know, priced pretty much the same as all the other ones. It's about a hundred bucks. So, except mm-hmm. obviously for the PlayStation Mini, which is I don't know fifteen ten dollars at this point. <laughs> it's garbage. Yes. That's what you get when you make a shit console. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um so I would recommend it uh especially if you're not very familiar with PC Engine or TurboGrafx 16 titles because you'll find familiarity here that you didn't expect to find and it's going to be new to you. So Interesting. Yeah, that is how I've spent most of today and yesterday. <laughs> cool. Oh, I spent the last few days uh, with uh, Epic Store has been releasing some pretty sweet games for free in the last couple uh, weeks. That's and, right. Uh, Civil- yeah, Civilization Six was just released as a free game this past uh, week, and I've spent a lot of time. Not a Civ <laughs> Six fan. The five is superior in every way. I haven't even played anything since five. Five is good. Six is also really fun and also great if you want it for free. It's a free game. It's a game that came out within the last couple of years for free. <laughs> yeah, it's not even a bad game. It's just, you know, any any time I would just rather play Civ Five. Guaranteed. Is six um the one that people are reading about uh, recently with a female leader or something, or is that like previews of an upcoming civilization? I have heard nothing about that, so I, I have know. no idea. 
Yeah, apparently yeah, there's... Why would, why would that even make sense? I mean, every Civ game has had female leaders. Like, a large portion of the leaders are female. I don't yeah. know all the details. I just it's know finicky. that some people are complaining about, like, some leader being turned into a female leader or something like that. Or, like, I can't even remember. All I know is that it has to do with the fact that there's this female leader and uh, being added or, or some shit and, and people are losing their minds because they're idiots. Yeah, I'm, I bet it's not even that many people. This sounds like something that the loud nobody actually gives a fuck about. <laughs> it's the, the incels of the nation. Hmm. That I tried to tried to give them a good trade, but they wouldn't even be my sexual partner oh, in the God. game. <laughs> <laughs> I I gave them thirty gold per turn, and they wouldn't fuck me. I'm a good guy. <laughs> God. <laughs> no, uh, six does have uh, Sean Bean doing voices for most of the. Sean Bean. Yes, it's fantastic. He Does doesn't he even die? die. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> then, it, then it must be a shit game. <laughs> There's not an opportunity for him to die. Though it would be great if there was like a moment that you discover like National Monument and he, or like a natural wonder and he falls off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, uh, this is Mount Everest, the tallest... Ah! <laughs> you discover archery and then a bunch of archers line up and shoot him to death <laughs> every time they should get uh, uh, Sean Bean to play uh, Dirk the Daring in the Dragon's Lair movie that they want to do. <laughs> actually I think isn't Ryan Reynolds supposed to be doing that yeah yeah Ryan Reynolds is, is slated for that See, what they should have done for Sean Bean and Civ Six is literally every time you uncover a new technology that gives you new weaponry, they give you a scene of Sean Bean being murdered by that new weaponry. <laughs> it's like, we will demonstrate its effectiveness on Sean Bean. <laughs> and then every time they just repeat that scene from Fellowship of the Ring, I would have followed you, my, my friend, my <laughs> It doesn't matter, like, as he's being pelted with arrows, but you just discovered muskets, they just add the sound effect of guns going on. <laughs> <laughs> you discover nuclear technology. <laughs> A mushroom cloud. He's badly shopped into the background. <laughs> Uh, there was a, a great hot take on um, Epic giving away these games that popped up in the hard drive. Uh, uh, obviously, people, uh, you know, uh, share ridiculous hot takes that they find, you know, whatever uh, in the uh, uh, hard drive hangout. I don't even know what is. OK, good. It's yeah. Since they changed the fucking group name all, all the time. But um, yeah, God, someone was talking about Epic Games giving away games and how it is communist uh, Russia or something like that. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> it was serious. And the, it was like not an ironic comparison. It was, oh, wow. I mean, it was comparing direct comparisons to the actions of communist Russia, I think, or communist Russia oh. or communist China. Uh, if you give away video games for free, it's communism. But if I pirate them online and still don't pay, that's capitalism. <laughs> no, that's All these too real. are fucking pirating games anyway. If I, <laughs> if I see the game for free... <laughs> I wish I could. That's the free market because other people are giving it to me, not companies. I really wish I could find this fucking hot take. It's so ridiculous. I mean, most hot takes are super stupid. Oh, here we go. Yes. (laughs) Posted in r slash civ6 on uh, reddit free on epic wow just downloaded it i can't believe it i can't stand epic but then they do something like this dang here's a comment on that yes i remember that trick 
It happened in China during the revolution. CCP gave out free land, free money, etc. to everyone and told them the producers are more noble than consumers, like Epic did. The people believed it and gave them control. Which is why I was still buy it on Steam. I would hate to eventually pay with my rights instead of my money. <laughs> wow. Well, I can't. No, I can't <laughs> believe that, but... <laughs> I just haven't heard right. stupid shit like That's that in a right there. <laughs> yeah. We we share the planet with fucking galaxy brains like that. But honestly, I mean, they had GTA five for free last week and now it's Civ six, and then we'll see uh their because it's all happening during their mega sale. They're giving away a you know big free game pretty much every week. So we'll see what next one uh next week's is. The stupid thing is, like, this is basically what Steam did when Steam first started taking off. They didn't give away free games, but everyone remembers the good old days of Steam sales where you were getting games from the last year for, like, two bucks. And it was, like, it was insane. This is going to lead to them just whipping us. Everybody plays a game. Everybody (laughs) plays a game. You have to play our games. You gave the producers rights, and now you must consume. The must now continue. <laughs> there is no massacre in Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you alter the history books? Um, the uh, though we do have our own reasons to have beef, uh, or not necessarily have beef, but be concerned with Epic, considering a majority stockholder in Epic is Tencent, which is. A becoming a huge, huge media uh, presence in uh, China. Like they're technically a South African based company um, with Chinese uh, interests. And so when the Chinese government complains about a thing, Tencent can use their money to put leverage on people like Epic to censor their stuff for the Chinese audience, uh, which we're against. But Epic is also epic. They made fucking Unreal Tournament, man. Like, I've been playing that shit forever. Smells like communism to me. (laughs) (laughs) Unreal Tournament's the game that made me realize that I suck at first-person shooters. (laughs) (laughs) I have, I definitely suck at first-person shooters, but uh, I have many a fond memory of being terrible in Unreal Tournament at LAN parties uh, in my mm-hmm. in my youth, and it was great. It was I a lot a of fun. Of, I had a whole bunch of religious neighbors that their uh, parents wouldn't let them play games, so I felt like a god when I played Medal of Honor. <laughs> <laughs> Frontline on my GameCube with them, I'm like, yeah, one on four, <laughs> eat it, and now like today, I'm just like, well... <laughs> I'm not good at these games. <laughs> I'm just here for the the, the single player story mode, guys. I, I remember. Swear. I remember how <laughs> resistant I was to play a first person shooter on console because I had gotten so acclimated to keyboard and mouse uh, that playing a first person shooter uh, with a controller was just out of the fucking question. Like, no, you're you, no, that's dumb. But I, I mean, I guess I've kind of gotten used to it. I still prefer keyboard and mouse, but everyone does. It Not me. It depends it on, on how lazy I'm feeling. Like if I will easily cave to laziness and deal with a controller, if it means lying on my couch in the living room and playing on the big screen. Uh, if I am actually trying to make like significant progress in a thing or 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 something like that, I'll I'll do keyboard and mouse. You know, but that does not happen often. Ryan, you cave to laziness? Never! (laughs) Such an industrious young man like yourself. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Lazy is a way of life. I I have committed to it. (laughs) What else happened this uh, past week? I know there's been all kinds of (laughs) dumb... um, so 
We unfortunately had our uh, our own act. You you mentioned Tyler uh, incels earlier. We had our own uh, little mini act of incel terrorism here in Arizona uh, over the past week. Uh, Not only a mini act, but the first time that that's been actually referenced. It's <laughs> I, I found it super terrorism. Well, no, uh, so. Our media has not referred to it as incel terrorism. The week prior, well, Canada had um, an incel shoot up a coffee shop, and they are trying him for incel terrorism. That's what I'm um, yes. But it's interesting it's to see our media now uh, using the term incel and trying to clarify to uh, the common populace what involuntarily celibate means. Oh, we're going to see some really bad PSAs like on like, you know, local TV, aren't we? Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I feel like we've moved past that as as a, a civilization. Um, it was so it was funny. Um, Jasmine uh, came in and uh, was talking about uh, is because this guy live streamed his little spree in Glendale and um, at Westgate, right? it was at yeah, Westgate. At Westgate. Right? And uh, she said that he was standing over a, a girl he had just shot was screeching about society. And she was like, whatever, I, I don't I, I you just shot me. I don't have anything to do with that. And uh, I just kind of offhandedly I'm like, oh, he's an incel. And, uh, you know, went about and she thought I was making a joke until like everything about him came out. And it's like, yeah, no, the whole screeching about society thing is an incel trope. He could not be more stereotypical. Dude, just imagine being such a dick for brains that your inability to get laid drives you to shoot people. Like, are you kidding me? And you'll notice. <laughs> you, you derive your self-worth so heavily from stuff like that that you think you're supposed to go shoot people? What the fuck? And it, it uh, something that I just thought about, these red pillars and, and you know, whatever. I've seen plenty of men's rights activists who are women. Mm. Um, I don't see incels who are women, even though the term itself um, w- was originally in V-cells and it was created by a woman in Canada. Uh, and it was not what it has now come to, to become. Um, if I remember correctly, it was uh, the term itself was coined by a uh, lesbian woman in Canada uh, to describe, uh, you know, kind of her life experience or, or something like that. I, it, there's there's a lot more details behind it than that. And it ended up getting co-opted by what is essentially a bunch of fucking baby feels men's rights activists, a- activists. Mm. Um, so you never see a woman who gets, and you know, this is going to be, it probably sounds sexist of me, uh, but you never see a woman who, uh, is so frustrated that she can't get laid, that she kills people, that she feels that she needs to go out and kill every happy couple that she sees. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know of any examples, so. It's <laughs> become this stupid, toxic, you know, male bullshit. And it just, they feed in their echo chambers on Reddit and, and fucking 4chan and shit like that. And I, ugh, just gross. It's gross. I feel like partially, I, I don't, again, not a sexist thing. It's just like the, the fuel of your rage goes in a different direction. A lot of I like, like. <laughs> A man can focus that rage out to the whole world, but a woman will focus it on one man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or crafts. Honestly, <laughs> men need to get better at like focusing their rage into productive activities. Dude, that's the only reason I'm still alive. You just focus <laughs> your rage into something productive. That's all you have to do. It's not hard. Like, I mean, I'm angry I, about stuff all the time. <laughs> Yeah, I've like broken probably like twelve controllers now, but now I'm building new controllers. So there you go. There you, go. you know, like and, you know, and when you get angry, you break controllers. You don't shoot people. Yes, <laughs> there's, yes. There's a big difference. There's a huge difference. Yep. Yeah, punch a bag. Towards things, not people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
something you can learn from a young age. <laughs> That's why I have no GameCube controllers left from my early days. <laughs> yeah, I, I have never broken a controller in Rage. Nor have uh, I. One time. A few. Broke one yesterday in Rage. <laughs> <laughs> He broke one while playing on That's this right. podcast. So um, <laughs> tell me the story, uh, uh, Chicken, about this uh, this new controller that you've had made for you. Or that is someone made for you? What what What's the story behind so, that? So this is, is the controller. Reinforced? <laughs> this is the controller that was made. Um, it's by uh, Sacred Oils, which is a company that's being started by Skunky, who is the world record holder in like all the Ninja Turtle games. Oh, Lord, that's a very sad life that he's devoted himself to. <laughs> As you yeah, all see, that controller is made out of adamantium. So, <laughs> so like, it's nothing about it, like, really looks different except the buttons are, like, you know, colored, whatever. But, like, what he does is he goes, he gets controllers, he uh, boils down, like, the boards or whatever, like, makes the, it cleans everything, boils down the uh, cases... And then they get conductive paint, and they repaint all the conductors on the boards and the um, the buttons, so the conductivity is like perfect. He tests them all out. He tests out the uh, like the D pad for control and whatever, and then he sends them out to people. And like he just does this. He does them like custom for whoever wants them. Right now he's um, back ordered, so I don't think he's like taking orders or anything. But but yours did, like, has a, run- a special feature on it. That I noticed you're not making use of the what? strap hole. Oh yeah, I haven't I haven't added the strap yet. I just <laughs> I got it. I, okay, so I had him throw a hole in so I could put a wee a wee wristband on it so I don't break <laughs> it. Throw it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, dude, if you're gonna get me like a custom controller, you know, like I throw controllers constantly. Like this is not gonna be a good like mix. So uh, I had to put a I had to put a wee strap on there. I just got to. I have to add See, in. Now, now what's going to happen is you're going to try and throw it and give yourself a concussion because it's going to whip back <laughs> on the forehead. Like. Yeah, I mean, i got to learn somehow, right? I have a question. Uh, what is your worst moment of game raid? Oh, man. Like, what was your biggest uh, freak out? Yeah. Yeah, your biggest your biggest freak out. you gotta, you got to give us a story here. Um... I mean, I usually rage. I rage more. Like, okay, it's like Metroid is like the worst game for dropping inputs. It drops and eats inputs like all the fucking time. So I'll rage really hard if I'm playing for a long time and like an input gets dropped and I like mess up something huge. But like, um, first time I went to beat Smash TV, I raged pretty hard. Um, I don't know, man. Like, not even like a moment. It's like I've raged and I'll just throw a controller. I've broken two TVs now. Um, I've broken my screen on my laptop twice. Um, what else? I've broken, I punched the top of my Nintendo. I'm like, my Nintendo has like no top to it. It's like 80% of a console. (laughs) Um, I took a Metroid card out and threw it into a wall and blew it up. Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. So there's a lot of moments. (laughs) There's only the one question I have, especially for like speed running. Uh, is there has there been a time where you've had such like egregiously bad RNG in a game that it just like it defies belief? You had an RNG that's so bad that you just don't believe it. Well, I see. Like I play games with really bad RNG, so I kind of believe it. Yeah, this I'm just supposed to get fucked over. <laughs> but like Super Smash TV is by far the worst RNG game I've ever played. Period. Mm-hmm. Like, the run that I'm doing right now, I beat the game in um, 541, okay? The boss fight, in a six-minute run, that boss fight is, like, 84 seconds in my in my best run. I've, it's, taken me, it's taken me three minutes to beat that boss, just because oh, of drops. Oh, <laughs> that's, wow. That's rough. Okay, so that's, yeah. That's- there's, like, my average time is 50 seconds over my best time. So, like, it's basically, like, you get to the end and you hope the game lets you win. <laughs> ouch yeah see I, I don't think i could do that like i've i've like toyed around with speedrunning a few games but the ones that i go for never never have like heavy rng if any rng it's, at all it's like a different mindset like when you're playing a game with no rng then it's basically on you so it's skill based and it's like you can like 
have more of a defining like a definition of what you can do in that game. This game is like playing a slot machine, but you pay it with skill. And you don't get to, and, and you don't get to pick when the fucking pull the lever either. It pulls the lever random for you and then and then you have to once you pull the lever, you have to like execute immediately. You have to react yeah, and execute. Yeah. The, the RNG in that game is based, um, like, weapon drops are based on your location, the number of bullets you fire, and uh, what's the other thing? Uh, your points. So, those so, so it, it, can, it can at least be, like, influenced and just be really hard. <laughs> um, there's, like, theories for manipulation in that game, but it's pretty much not, like, real life, real time viable, you know, human viable. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. To, I'd be curious like, to see some weird like TAS RNG manipulation on a game like that. You know, that'd, that'd be fucking wild. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I think there is one for that. That's insane. Hmm. Okay, I'll check that out. Yeah. I pose that same question to everyone else in the group. What's the worst that you've ever just raged at a game? Like the one that hmm. had the worst uh, effect, or just like one that you just fucking were just sitting there stewing and screaming for a while. Uh. The final boss uh, in Mega Man X4 when I was a teenager. It, it, it just... It's a fucking hard boss. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's it's one of those things where I just, like... That was when I came the closest to, like, breaking some shit, for sure. Uh, I definitely, like, kind of, like, roughed up some shit a little bit. Just like, ah! You know? It's also, like, you've gone through so much to get to those points in the game. And now yeah. You're oh, there. yeah. Yeah, and it's such a that last phase is just so cheap. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, the best part is if you uh, if you dump all your sub tanks, you can't get them back unless you game over and refill them and come back in. They don't <laughs> have that. Um, I I feel like this one is just because it's fresh in my memory, or it's been refreshed in my memory because I've been playing Castlevania Rondo of Blood. Uh, Fleamen in any Castlevania game are the worst fucking enemy. They're so goddamn annoying. They just oh, like for me. they mm-hmm. they hop around and then they do their little little hops and then they do big hops <laughs> and you they're all over the place and so like your your field of hit is this, you know, thin thing that they're either always just above or just below in their fucking spasmatic movement around the screen. Jesus, that sucks. How about you, Dan? <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking really hard on this one. Because, like, I don't... I don't, like, scream or damage things. I seethe in silence for weeks, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's the one that made you seethe in silence for the war... The, the one that hurt you most. <laughs> he didn't speak for a year. <laughs> I don't even know if it hurt me the most, but, like... For for how much of like a huge Souls game guy I am, like uh, I had a really hard time getting into the series at first. Like uh, I didn't really know what to expect. It was only, I was only playing on recommendations by my friends, so I picked up the first Dark Souls, and like I don't know what it was. I just I hated it. Like from the moment I played it, I fucking hated that game. <laughs> and I got like. I got a couple bonfires in and I closed it and I don't think I played it again for like a year. <laughs> and then I don't know, like, I don't know what changed. I came back and opened the game and I was like, holy shit, this game fucking rocks. <laughs> and that, was, that was it. Like, that's how I started liking Dark Souls. I couldn't even explain how I did. Like, I just stopped playing it for a year and then I opened it up and I was like, fuck, this game's incredible. <laughs> that's it. You guys so I just uh, had a year of like, I had a year of angry silence, and then it was good. <laughs> you guys, uh, know, you guys know Neil P because he was on like a couple episodes yeah. ago. Yeah, but uh, he was at my house when they were on tour, and we were playing uh, Castlevania Two: Simon's Quest. Oh, and I had God. my any, I had my NES set up, and it was like all ghetto. And I was like, "Listen, like you can play, but don't pull the controller or anything. You'll like you'll ruin the whole game." So he played for I don't know like two hours, and then like he got like the blue orb or some shit. And got excited and pulled the controller and then just walked around my house for like an hour. Just like, I got the blue orb. I got the blue orb. You're just freaking out. It was great. I, I mean, it was horrible see, then, but it was great now. I can yeah. see exactly that happening. I can, I, I can picture Neil doing that. 
my worst, I got Rock Band for uh, for like right when it came out, and with the new game, like and and with my TV at the time, the calibration was just awful. And I was playing some online um, contests and and stuff where it was like you know you, you, I could win some money online if I wanted to, or if I and at the time I was really fucking good at this game. And I just could not get like the drop, like the calibration would not work on my TV. And I, I was playing, what was I playing? I was playing, a, uh, I can't even remember what song it was. Uh, smell that smell, that smell by Leonard Skinner. And, um, and I, I know I can full combo it today. It's not a hard song. I, I'm really good at guitar on that song. But at the time, my TV just would not let me calibrate to the point where it made sense when you're playing the fucking song. And I sat there for probably like 24 hours calibrating and recalibrating this fucking TV and screaming every time I missed a note. I got got to the end of like two days like where I was like, I can full combo this. And I'm screaming at the TV and I'm slamming my fucking guitar on my couch just in absolute rage. And it's the last time that I was actually this mad at a video game. Oh, man. <laughs> well, Tyler's guitar controller gently weeps. <laughs> I literally, literally had two old laptops that like were just totally broken and I don't have them anymore because I just took them and smashed them to pieces when I would rage. <laughs> I had a couple yeah. of smash tops. <laughs> That's fair, dude. <laughs> a friend of mine, one of his laptops died on him and he got so mad he recorded himself. He took it over to the sink, dumped a whole two liter on it and then just ripped it in half with his band. Yeah, I I have never been in outward rage. Well, I shouldn't say never, but I, I'm I'm not an outward rage guy. Um, I my my things have been have stayed uh, pretty much intact. Uh, I have not uh, actually destroyed any of my uh, my gear in a rage. Um, but uh, I do know that Jasmine can tell uh, when I'm getting frustrated with a, a part in a game. Because when she's watching me play a game and I can feel myself getting frustrated, all of a sudden I'll start hearing her chuckle. Well, you're, you're, you go into a new octave when you get pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> Heard you get pissed off. You do, you do the same thing kind of that I do where you're just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose Modem made an entire uh re- well no, that was f- that was fear though. Modem made an entire fear. remix out of me being getting scared in Outlast. <laughs> so, um we have uh, gotten to the end of the episode, which means it is time for us to answer a question asked to Reddit. At the end of his four-year term, Trump goes on live TV and rips a mask off. Who slash what has he been the whole time? Puddle of mud. Scott Stepp, and he just does a live rendition of with arms wide open, <laughs> just to punctuate the end of his <laughs> make it that much worse. <laughs> a tiny dog in a man costume, snidely whiplash. That's, that, that's getting closer to what I was thinking. Tiny dog in a man costume. Yeah, right. <laughs> like I'm trying to think. You know, at first my brain's going. Ted Nugent. No, because (laughs) like he is only he's not the rednecks 
you know, whose uh, uh, support he has gained. He's just good at getting the support of rednecks. That doesn't make him the redneck. It's just mm-hmm. like when you have like a mask and you're going to rip it off, like something more ridiculous has to be under that mask. And that's just really hard to come up with. Yeah. <laughs> what if he's... he rips the mask off and collapses into a pile of spray on bronzer? <laughs> <laughs> My God, you're a horse. <laughs> it's a sentient blob of mayonnaise. What if he <laughs> is actually technically our first alien interaction what if what if he is truly an alien and that's why his then we don't need to fund NASA anymore because space isn't worth it that's why (laughs) yeah uh but like imagine that uh the tactics that they're testing only work on a portion of the population and that's exactly what they're trying to do is test out these tactics to keep uh uh you know humanity uh, placated or, or on one side or, or whatever. And uh, uh, so they're just testing those those tactics before they can refine them so they can keep us all enslaved. Just like that Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episode. Yes. Cool conspiracy theory, Ryan. Yeah, Don't blame is, me. I voted for Kodos. <laughs> I voted for the Lizard King. I figured the lizard, the lizard, uh, the lizard men have a better idea for where our humanity should go. (laughs) Yeah, they're at least from here, you know? Yeah, Yeah. you know, reptilians are at least earthlings. Fuck. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, I don't even get it anymore. The dude can't even, like, hold a sentence together. Like, he, like, has gone, like, downhill from where he was already at before. It's crazy. Yeah, it, it doesn't make any bit of sense to me at all. But then I realized that there are people who I don't know in the world uh, or in the country and uh, that while my uh, good fortune in encountering open minded, uh, uh, you know, thoughtful human beings uh, is just exactly that. It's good fortune. And for every thoughtful, open minded human being, there is probably half of an idiot out in the world somewhere i mean like we just live in a world where people think they know everything like you know let's google something and tell you like you know better than the medical professionals or right. anybody who's a specialist in any field so yeah the ending of expertise is probably the thing that i lament the most and certainly not what i expected in the uh introduction of the internet like i always thought that the internet would be this grand place where okay now all information is there we can you know eliminate poverty barriers by making knowledge of everything available to everyone. And like, that's a huge thing. Unfortunately, I didn't really think about the fact that like anyone can just say whatever the fuck they want. And all of a sudden they become truth tellers, which is not, you know, we've got Alex Jones now and, and shit like that. Like I didn't see that coming. People are, you know, we took those free games and now they took our freedom away. <laughs> Goddamn game store, those fucking communists. And that 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 under the mask. Thank you, that everyone. That's under the Trump mask. On that note, thank you, everyone, for watching and or listening. We'll see you next week with a very, very special guest. Not to say that Hell they're yeah. more special than chicken, but. Oh, you're right. I'll be there. Ha, ha, ha.